my mom's greatest gift to me wasn't the last one she gave me. We are bold, strong, courageous, and compassionate. We are warriors, daily sacrificing our lives to care for a loved one. How do we cope with the constant changes, the financial strain, plan for a life when our caregiving duties are over, all while providing the best care possible for our loved one? These are the blaring questions this podcast will explore. My name is Nancy Landa. Welcome to Alzheimer's Caregiver Radio. So to take you back, um, mom was hospitalized for a urinary tract infection twice in the month of October 2017. Now, I just wanted her to get better. My mind just refused to believe she wouldn't get better. After all, it's a urinary tract infection, you know, usually very well treated with antibiotics. Now, for the last year and a half or so, my business really suffered because of all the time it took to take care of mom. So my business was basically non-existent the only household income we had was mom's so i wasn't ready for her to go yet either it was my goal from the very beginning is to build a business that was going to sustain my life after hers is gone my caregiving duties are over and it was the way wrong business model that i chose and i perhaps will talk about that more in another podcast episode but I wasn't ready for her to go yet. There was I, I wanted her to get better. I wanted her to, you know, have an enjoyable life still. And the urinary tract infection just didn't make any sense to me at the time why that would be such a horrible thing. Now, I was exhausted. Mom was getting up in the middle of the night, tearing apart the pads that and leaving the little balls of cotton like shreds all over the floor. This happened in uh, early D- January of 2018. And my son had given her for Christmas one of these tins, you know, of, of popcorn. It has like three different flavors of popcorn in it. And I walked in her room one morning and there was popcorn like everywhere, all over the floor, along with these shreds of cotton-like things where she had shredded up, torn up the pads that I used to protect her furniture, you know, her chair and, and her bed. And it, it just kind of struck me as kind of funny, like she had a party during the night and it kind of looked like there was a something a, a puppy would do when it's bored. You know, the puppy will chew or make a huge mess. And that's exactly what this looked like. Um, it was funny, but at the same time, it was kind of sad. Of course, mom didn't have any recollection having done that. But anyway, um, I never took her out in the winter to protect her from colds and whatever nasty bug was going around. I made a point of not taking her to the doctor's office during those times because of of all the bugs that are around. I made a point of making her, you know, annual checkups during um, the fall, the early fall, um, so that we could address anything and wouldn't have to make a trip to the doctor during the wintertime. So when hospice suggested that I needed a break and, you know, respite, they would find a place for mom for respite care i kind of jumped at the chance without even thinking about the time of the year so mom came home from respite and she had a bit of cough and so i thought oh gosh you know she's she's got a cold it can't be the flu because she had the flu shot while she was hospitalized so um if i could just get the right medicine in her you know she could get over the cold that she had well it was she had gotten home like on thursday and by saturday night her cough was a bit worse and how's it getting her ready for bed she was sitting on the commode and was coughing 
I thought she was done coughing as I was taking off her socks and shoes and she coughed right in my face. I could feel the, the wind, the air rush into my mouth. Well, Monday morning, I woke up feeling really sick. I couldn't remember the last time I had felt that sick. I had chills and the only place I wanted to be was in bed. Of course, I had to get up and take care of mom's needs and I did. I then went back to bed and waited for Charlene, her hospice CNA, to call saying that she was headed my way. I got up to let her inside, stayed up until she left, and went back to bed. Now, Charlene seemed a bit perplexed as to why the medication hadn't been ordered yet for mom's cold. Now, by Tuesday, I was still not feeling very good, and mom was getting noticeably worse. By Wednesday, mom was no longer able to stand up. Now, she walked into the house when they got her home from hospice just a few days earlier. And finally, on Wednesday, I got a prescription for this cold. But I had a hard time getting mom to drink the small amount of Ensure that the medication was in. Thursday morning, when I went to check on her, she had already passed away sometime during the night. About a week later, I got talking with the hospice nurse, and she told me that flu shots are only 6 to 8% effective. I had no idea, you know, why they push these flu shots so adamantly when they're only that small percentage of effectiveness in them. But there was nothing I could have done differently. You know, mom's last, last gift to me was the flu, but her greatest gift to me was love. She taught me about God's love and how to love. It was my love for her that carried me through those difficult months up to her death and the time that has passed since then. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. I put together an Alzheimer's Caregiver Survival Kit to help you take care of yourself so you can be at your best for your loved one. And the best part is, it's absolutely free. You can pick up your free Alzheimer's Caregiver Survival Kit at alzheimerscaregiverradio.com. For more information about anything on today's show, head on over to my blog at alzheimerscaregiverradio.com slash blog. You'll find all the information mentioned on today's podcast, including links for easy navigation.